Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. I'm just saying that you could still take constructive What are criticism. you doing? <laughs> Even, we're, this is in medias res. We're, we're continuing our conversation in the middle. No, we're not. Like, like, uh. I'm just saying that taking constructive criticism is a good skill to have. If you think that um, me taking criticism is hard not being recorded, then I don't think you really want to try to do it while you're recording. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 Show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my lovely and talented and, and, perfect. and perfect girlfriend, Carol. Hey, what's up? Oh, uh, not much. It's been a good week here. It is talk about not perfect. It is August sixteenth, nineteen ninety six. I would normally say you get a gold star, but you get no stars today. <laughs> Starless. All Absolutely. Right. I'll I'll take it. Whatever. Sometimes things need to be said, Carol. That's all. I disagree. And don't you think it's it's a cool innovation to begin the show uh, in media res? No. I I, th- I, th- I liked it. I thought it was. It's it because other otherwise we we create this false this false sense of like we just started talking. So um, we moved in together, and now he's making me. <laughs> reevaluate all of my life choices oh my um, God. because he can't you know keep a single opinion to himself so it's yeah. awesome and i i will take that constructive criticisms carol and i will try to to better myself because of it i'll try to keep more of my opinions to myself cool <laughs> see this is the trial run for you know Maybe uh, getting hitched one day. You know, if you have so much fucking problem with my hair in the shower, then you should try to aim for the toilet bowl. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is I could write a message. That's disgusting and untrue. (laughs) You got a lot of hair. Yeah, you like my hair, asshole. Uh, like I could write a message in both, like both regular print and cursive. Does anybody get that? Because cursive is curly. Okay. <laughs> but your hair's straight, Carol. <laughs> Whatever. Can I talk? I'm moving on. <laughs> Fuck tart. We, <laughs> we also, in celebration of of moving in together, we got some cats. We did. We got two Siamese kittens, and they're adorable. They are very adorable. Buddy and Boxer. Because he likes to sit up on his hind legs and box. Right. He's also the much more of the like kind of rambunctious one. Mm-hmm. They're both pretty laid back, laid back, though. Yeah. Yeah, they do a lot of sleeping. Laid back. Yeah. With let's... my mind on my money and my money on my mind. <laughs> okay. What is that? Snoop Dog? Is that Snoopy Dog? Really? What? 
God, why are you a grandpa? Like, why? Like, I don't understand. Do you know, you know, uh, my favorite Snoopy the song, though? Hmm. After the turn of the century. No, no. In the clear blue sky. No, 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 no. You know that song? Nope. That's Snoopy and the Red Baron. So we're here to talk about 90210 today. That's what we're here to talk about. All right, Gin and Juice, go ahead and talk about 90210. So this week, um, I'm starting to see why people say it's a soap opera. Oh, why? I've been saying it from the beginning? Well, in the beginning, it wasn't. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, in the beginning, it was very very much not a soap opera. It wasn't. Mm Mm-hmm. And now they've got this terrible, like, swelling background music that in, like, every scene that's just too much. It's like, it's like a soap opera, but not. You know how the the film looks different on a soap opera than it does on a primetime television show? Yeah, because they use tape. So, like, as long as they don't make it look like a soap opera, I think it's still not a soap opera. Wow. Okay. Don't you think? No. <laughs> I don't think that the medium matters. At one point in its run, the Twilight Zone switched from film to tape. Mm -hmm. And it had that soap opera. It's like, so film has a certain quality to it because it's it's not actual motion pictures or, or, you know, anything shot on film, if it's television or whatever. It's not really movement. It's the illusion of movement. Right. It's the exact same thing as... Creating a flip book where you draw a picture that moves slightly each time and then flipping through it. That's exactly the way film works. Mm. It takes, you know, many, many, many still images and they play it at 24 frames per second. And it's the illusion of movement. That's that's the movie magic. Videotape is totally different. That's why it, it appears as if the motion is much smoother because it's not doing that. It's not taking still images it's not playing them in that way Hmm. Uh, but anyway so when the twilight zone switched to to that they also weren't a soap opera though so i don't think that matters i don't think the the way it's shot matters well um i don't know i mean the only thing i'm noticing really is the bad music and the occasional really bad lines yeah and some of the bad acting yeah it's getting there they need to step it up. Like, we watch 90210, and I miss 90210 because it's not 90210 right now. It's something different. Really? But we started watching it, and then you, this season, mm-hmm. when we first started watching, we started watching this season when it was live. Mm-hmm. And you liked it enough to where we decided to go back to the beginning and do do it from the beginning. Well, maybe For whatever godforsaken reason we decided to do that. Maybe this is just a bad couple episodes or something. Maybe, Or maybe I'm just in a bad mood. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely possible. It is definitely possible. You did possible. move in with me, so that's <laughs> going to put anyone in a bad mood. You're not getting enough sleep, cranky. Not getting enough other things. Excuse me? What? You're not. I'm not? Apparently not. Uh, okay, whatever. What? Whatever. What does that mean? You know what it means. No, I don't. <sighs> what happened on 90210? <laughs> so, uh, 
David. Might as well just change this name of the show to uh, Sighs and Cries. <laughs> David is seeing a shrink. Yeah, he is seeing a therapist and on a couch and everything. And they want him to stop working the midnight shift at the radio station where he was getting his drugs because they want him to not do drugs. Makes sense. And he comes clean with Donna that this is what's been going on and acts like it's the reason they broke up. But it's not. Her not having sex with him is the reason they broke up. Right. And he didn't start using meth till after he broke up with her. Right. The... the the lesson here, of course, being if you don't give your boyfriend sex, he'll start doing meth. Okay. So if you start doing meth, will you do more chores around the house? <laughs> Is this going to devolve into the Bickersons now that we live together or what? Uh, if you keep trying to act like we have a sexless relationship, yeah. I didn't say that. I said, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> So, Donna, like, is cool about knowing that he did meth. Yeah. It seems weird. Like, I think I'd be more freaked out if you came home and were like, hey, babe, I've been doing meth for the last few weeks. And he calls meth speed, which I don't think is accurate. I think PCP is speed. Um, I don't know. I've had Ritalin that people called speed. That's also speed. But it's not PCP. Maybe just any upper is a, is considered speed. I think so. But then cocaine, they don't call oh, speed. Oh, cocaine's its own thing. <laughs> Trust me, everybody. And it's, it's fantastic. It's its own separate thing. <laughs> but no, I do. I think that like most um, you know, upper pills are speed. Yeah. Well, meth's not a pill, though, right? It's a mm. powder or... or it's crystal crystallized, right? Well, so when, it's a crystal. Yeah. Well, when people do Ritalin, they don't usually swallow the pills. They usually crush them up and snort them. Hell so. yeah! Uh, I snorted sugar once. That's awful, and that sounds like it could give you like I don't know brain holes or something. What the fuck, brain holes? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But but snorting Ritalin and cocaine's fine. <laughs> it's perfectly fine for your brain. That's their their slogan: no brain holes. <laughs> Oh my god. Try Ritalin. <laughs> Hate brain holes? Try Ritalin. I was just thinking about that commercial. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Mm-hmm. This is your brain with brain holes. Someone <laughs> <laughs> just takes a pencil, starts stabbing the air. Right? <laughs> Any questions? Okay, so David says, you know, everything's great. He doesn't really think he has a drug problem. Like, yeah, what he's the like, fuck? well, I'm off drugs now, so it's fine. Yeah. And Kelly warns him, too, like, oh, Jackie thought she didn't have a problem at first, too, but, you know. But then she kept going back to it. So and then she embarrassed me that one time when uh, we were having that high school fashion show. Remember? Right. <laughs> so he thinks that he can handle it all, but he takes a night off work. Yeah, and let's Steve... Oh, that was so stupid. Fill in for him. Steve has no idea what the fuck he's doing. No, Steve's an idiot. He should have let Donna do it. She offered, he's like, oh, you can't handle the night shift either. One day she could have. Right. Dick. But instead, he he lets Steve do it, and Steve calls a phone sex line. Which, you know, well, funny, kind of lazy. Oh, for sure. 
Like, I think you could come up with something to talk about, maybe. Yeah, he didn't even say anything that funny. No. I think the funniest thing he said in that conversation is, her name was Kinky. And he goes, is that uh, a K at the beginning and a K at the end or two Ks in the middle? Oh, it's not funny. Yeah, it's like a very... That's great observation, Steve. And then she immediately tries to put him on hold. Yeah, why don't? Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> My friend is here. He's like for three ninety nine a minute. Why don't you call me back? <laughs> right, it's ridiculous. And then he walks out of the booth, lets the door shut behind him, and I knew. I mean, I, like I didn't know, but I knew. Well, they folk they rack focused on the doorknob, so right. I was like, yeah. He's he then got locked out and. The tape started skipping or eating or, I don't know, the CD. I don't know what happened. <laughs> the tape got hungry and it started eating. It started eating like, itself. Steve, you can eat these chips? <laughs> Steve was like, oh my God, the tape is sentient. <laughs> Shut up. But, yeah, that's not good radio. No. No, you need to, to tune in to uh, the 90210 show if you want to hear good radio. <laughs> exactly. So then he goes back to see if he can get somebody else to cover his next shift. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he should just have a conversation with his boss. Right. I can't work here anymore. Quit. Yeah. He was like, I need to, to bow out gracefully or I need to leave gracefully or something like that. I don't, what? When? They, he didn't give us any end date. Yeah. Like, is he trying to finish out the week? Is he trying to finish out the semester? What is going on? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. Why couldn't get he just it. say, "Hey, I'm on, I'm, I'm a drug addict, so I'm not going to work here anymore." Well, find I mean, somebody else to do your fucking shitty job. The problem is, it's what he wants to do for a career. Yeah. Well, not at four in the morning, but yeah. Right. Well, nobody wants to do it at four in the morning. But Carol, don't you know that he's made of trillions of molecules? <laughs> Yeah, so he finds a uh, packet of meth in his in his boss's desk drawer. Yeah, you know how people just leave packets of meth lying around. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I used to leave uh, cigarettes and lighters lying around, so. It's a little different, but. Well, I mean, I think, you know, anyone who's addicted to something and is openly using it, like apparently his boss is, right. might leave it laying around. So emergency stash, yeah. just in case. So, yeah, he go, he goes in there to get the emergency folder because they're going to do an emergency broadcast test or something. Yeah, I don't understand. Why do you need, like, I could do one. Right. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. <laughs> if this had been a real test, or if this had been a real emergency, your radio would be melting in your hands. <laughs> so, yeah, he ends up uh, relapsing, like, what, immediately? How many days has he been clean? Two, three, yeah, couple. Like, what the fuck? And I mean, he lost his sister at a park. You'd think that would have earned him at least, I don't know, a week, (laughs) right? But he looks at it and immediately he's like, "No, okay, I'll take this." Yeah, and then he's going to get in trouble for stealing his boss's drugs. Yeah, how's he going to explain that? (laughs) And he's not going to be able to pretend like somebody else did it because the evidence is in his show, right? He's literally talking about his molecules and shit. Moving at 186,000 miles per hour and all this stuff. It's awful. Yeah. And then... Show's awful. He sounds awful. It's very obvious. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure everybody knows. Oh, yeah. Um, and then in the very beginning of the show, mm-hmm. Nat is hiring uh, Dylan's friend, 
whatever. Mom. Yeah. The the woman that used to fuck his, fuck his right. dad. His sister's mom. Yeah. Um, he's hiring her and giving her the tour, and then he just collapses. Yeah, in a very believable, uh, you know, heart attack type way. He makes a face, clutches his chest, and he's... Then he's down. Yeah. And then they did CPR. Mm-hmm. So does that mean he was dead? I mean... Uh, no. Don't you have to be dead for CPR to be necessary? No. 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 But it's resuscitation because you stopped. Because your heart stopped. Because your lungs stopped. That's the whole point of the pumping I mean, and okay, the breathing. I guess if you consider that dead, yes, then I guess yes. Well, what what do you consider dead if not having your heart and your lungs stop working? His heart, okay, but the lungs stop working because you mean like not breathing. Yes. Um. Yeah, the heart stopped, I think. Um, that's why you would do CPR is because the heart stopped. But you don't need to breathe into somebody's lungs if it's just their heart. Right, that's true. But I mean, who knows? Do they do they know to check breathing? Do they know to check pulse? They they didn't do any of that, really. Yeah, they just immediately started doing CPR. Uh, Ah, but yeah, I mean, there's like you don't like. uh, So if his heart was still beating, but was having if he was having a dysrhythmia, which is what commonly happens when someone has a heart attack, uh, then they would have to use paddles to shock his heart into back into a normal sinus rhythm. if he had a cardiac arrest where his heart completely stopped, then they don't shock for that. Uh, they usually use drugs, pressers, and do CPR, which is what they did to do some sort of resuscitation. Okay. Oh, that's when they put that little like bag over your, you know, mm-hmm. over your that, that kind of thing. Uh, I'd have to ask my sister. She's the uh, the nursing student or whatever, or full on nurse. Do you not know? I don't know. Depends on it depends on on how you want to look at it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he has died or had a heart attack and whatever. You're obsessed with this, like he's died, <laughs> like he's back to life. Like you said that several times when we were watching the episode, and it's like who cares? He had a heart attack, had a cardiac arrest or whatever, and now he's back. Okay, well. It turns out, we find out because of this, that mm-hmm. his brother owns half the peach pit. His cousin. Whatever. Brother, cousin, whatever. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's the thing that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. His his cousin apparently owns 50% of the peach pit, even though when they were going to sell it to the mall or the mall was going to buy the peach pit and demolish it, his cousin was nowhere to be found. But yes. su- suddenly, because it's dramatic, uh, Nat doesn't own 100% of the peach pit. So, Jim Walsh, for some reason, is talking to the cousin. Anytime anyone needs financial advice in all of Los Angeles or Beverly County, they come to Jim Walsh. (laughs) And they decide that it would be in the best interest of Nat to sell the peach pit. Yeah, because it's going to be a way. He needed bypass surgery. I don't know if he's had bypass surgery. They Mm -mm. said he needed to get healthy enough to get bypass surgery. Uh, so it's going to be a long road of recovery for him. So they're, they've closed the peach pit down temporarily, and he's very upset about it. Like, I imagine him trying to get out of the fucking bed to go in. Like what I, what I don't understand is how can a place operate 
where if the owner goes down or like has a sick day or whatever, like they can't they can't function without him. Well, I saw that though. Like a week ago, I saw a big sign on on cardboard in the window of a barbershop that said, uh, "Due to sickness, Leon is going to be out for a couple of weeks." And you know, blah blah blah. We're sorry for the inconvenience, but, and it was all closed up. But isn't that isn't that different? Because a barbershop runs on the people who are qualified to cut hair. No one else is qualified to serve or cook food. It is a little bit weird, but like Brandon said, he helped run it before, like over the summer or whatever. Sure, yes, I, and I understand that. But Jesus Christ, who does Nat hire? Well, you know, those two people that are fucking that we always talk about. Yeah, and you know. one of them's the gone to Cancun or something like that. I don't know what happened to her. And and this new lady he was hiring. And, um, yeah, Brandon. So. But who else? There are other people that work there. All I'm saying is it's ridiculous. It is. And there should be other people who know how to do things. But when it comes to, like, the background management kind of stuff. Yeah, that's... Okay, I understand he's that. He's probably the only one. I understand that, like, doing the books and stuff like that. But the place should be able to limp along for a little while without him. And what I, what else I think is funny is this is supposed to be such, like, a Beverly Hills institution, the Peach Pit. Everybody comes here. Fucking Burt Reynolds is a, a regular customer here. But they're weeks away from failure. Yeah. Like, if the thing's closed for a couple weeks, then uh, they're done. Well, and, you know, Nat was like, we've never closed. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Like, it's been decades. You've never closed. Oh. Especially if he's required to be there all the time. Right. No wonder he's having a heart attack. Guy's got, he says, the, the doctor says he has all the risk factors. For heart disease. There are five risk factors, and I got them all. I don't know what that what they are. I assume stress is one. Uh, I would think that, like, being overweight or something like that's another one, and he doesn't particularly look overweight. He's a little overweight. Maybe slightly. He probably eats really unhealthy, and the only reason that he's not super overweight is because he's running around all the time because he works hard. Yeah, but, but he also probably doesn't exercise, apparently. But he... Is on his feet all day, every day. Well, I don't know what to tell you. He's got all five <laughs> risk factors. I would assume that not exercising is one of the risk factors. Maybe. I agree with you. I think it's bullshit, though. So, yeah. Maybe the risk factors are Italian, <laughs> nicknamed Butch. Oh, whatever. But. Comically Bra- grabs your chest. Brandon is getting appointed to that committee thing that he was doing when we started watching the show. It's some sort of committee to improve education, and he's going to meet President Bill Clinton. How exciting is that? Yeah. And, you know, like somebody was saying, too, and it's right, like, he he's not in a fraternity. He snubs his nose at the fraternity. He snubbed his nose at the paper. Like, he didn't want to be in the politics group, whatever that was. progressive party. And yet, he's getting appointed to this committee. Like, how does that happen? It's just because he's Brandon. Like, he's just golden boy, whatever. Everybody loves him. But, so he's got that. He's got school. He's tutoring that one kid still, I'm assuming. Deshaun. And he's decided, on top of all that, he's going to save the Peach Bitch. That's right. He's going to take over for Nat. Yep. And, like, his dad and him are arguing, and his dad's right. 
He's like, if it's a full-time job for him, it's going to be a full-time job for you. And, and Brandon is being stupid. And Jim's like, uh, why you know, why you want to do this for Nat or whatever or something like that? And Brandon goes, because he's the only person that's never disappointed me. Yeah, that was pretty shitty. Holy shit. That was pretty shitty. How would you love your son to say that to you? And what the fuck did Jim do to him? I think right now. He's disappointed in him right now. Why? Because he's conspiring to sell the peach bit out from under Nat mm. with the cousin. Okay. Well, he has had some business dealings that Brandon didn't like in the past, too. The mall thing, too. Yeah. He was also in on that. Yeah. Okay. Jim Walsh has been trying to shut down the peach pit for years. <laughs> so, Brandon shows up there and sees his... He's the fifth risk factor for Nat. Right? Jim Walsh. Right. <laughs> Put some poison in his food. But Brandon's uniform shirt is in a, like, case? Mm-hmm. It's what framed. What the fuck? It's framed and hung on the wall. What? He's, he's not a celebrity. He's the most valuable player of, <laughs> of the peach pit. He has to open up this case to get his work shirt. His shirt's been retired. <laughs> like he's Jackie fucking Robinson. Oh, it's ridiculous. And then everybody shows up to help because, you know, cheesy. And, uh, <laughs> and like, they're going to all, like, if they truly all pitched in equally, yeah, maybe they could do it. But, you know, Steve's going to slack off. Well, no, but, I mean, like, Brandon's going to do most of it because that's how Brandon is. Yeah, and while David's on the crystal meth, he could probably uh, do a lot of work. <laughs> right. <laughs> David's going to take care of every table. He'll be buzzing all around. All right. So we'll see what happens. I'm sure they'll save it, and then Nat will come back, and everything will be fine. Well, yeah, they're not going to close the peach pit. They built that set. They're going to keep <laughs> using it. Um, And then there's Andrea. Mm-hmm. Andrea decides, of all the people to tell, she tells Kelly. Well, you know why she tells Kelly? Because she thinks Kelly's a slut, and because she thinks that Kelly might have had an abortion. Don't you think... That's pretty insulting, Oh, right? yeah. Like, that's the first thing I thought of, which she's like, she tells Kelly she's pregnant, and she, Kelly's like, what are you going to do? And she's like, I don't know, like, I just started school. I don't, you know, like, I don't know. I don't, I feel, feel like I have a choice. And she goes, have you ever, you know, had a shmushmortion? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kelly's like, no. <laughs> she she couldn't have been prouder to say uh, to say anything in her life. Yeah, that she did never had an abortion, and um, yeah, well, I, mean, I never got pregnant, bitch. No, what, she wasn't like that. But. What? No, no, she was really nice about it. Somehow, Kelly has become the nicest character in the entire show. <laughs> but I don't, I like so insulting. Oh yeah, to assume that an eighteen-year-old girl has had an abortion. I mean, I know she was just asking, but you know she, like, she thought about, uh, what's her name, Brenda. She thought about Donna. Uh, Donna's a virgin, obviously. She's, like, she thought about all the different people she knew, and she was like, mm. Kelly. That's, that, one, that one's the most likely to have had an abortion. But, nope, you're the first one of your buddies to get pregnant there. Right. So, she, Kelly says to her, uh, what's Jesse think? Or she goes, she, first of all, she goes, uh, I think this was like a like a get back, like a little revenge for Kelly because mm. she's like, uh, "Don't take this the wrong way, but do you know who the father is?" <laughs> 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 oh, 
whore. Well, she did have a pretty quick transition. Yeah. So she says, yes, it's Jesse. And she's like, well, what does he think? And she's like, well, I haven't told him. Yeah. And she's not sure she's going to because he comes from a big Catholic family and she doesn't think that he'd be okay with her having an abortion. Probably and, wouldn't. And that's obviously what she wants to do. What do you think about that? About like not telling the the. I think that's father. not right because I think you know it. It should be a mutual decision. It's also his baby. Mm-hmm. He should have a say. Yeah, I agree. I think he should have a say. I don't know if it's necessarily mutual, but he should definitely have a say. Like if she wanted to, if she was like, "Look, we obviously we know what happens," but if she was like, "Look, I." I need to focus on school. I can't be doing this right now. I don't want to have this baby. And he was adamantly, you have to have this baby. Somebody's got to win. Right. So I think the tie should go to the the woman probably. Yeah, probably. Because she has to carry it. But he should definitely know. Right. Like, yeah, and they should be able to, to talk about it and have like a... You know, healthy debate about it or whatever. I know somebody whose uh, girlfriend did that without telling him. and So do I. He was not happy. Yep. Same situation. <laughs> Different people, same situation. And I, I mean, it's a shitty thing, too. To, like, then don't ever tell him. I mean, to tell him later when it's like, oh, I don't want to be with you anymore. And by the way, that's awful. Yeah. You'll have to tell me off the air who that was. Because <laughs> I don't remember this story. Um... So she finally does, it's like, first she goes to see Jesse, and then he has some big news for her, too, and he tells her his first. He got a, what, like a fellowship, or I don't know. Internship. Yeah, working in San Francisco. Or clerkship, I believe. Yeah, clerkship, that was it. For some, you know, big lawyer thing. He's clerking for a judge. He's very excited. Yeah, that's, that's their, like... You know how, like, doctors will get really excited. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to intern at or do my residency or whatever at, like, I don't know, Johns Hopkins or someplace really prestigious, right? That's what the clerkship is for the law students. If you, if you're, if you clerk for, like, a really good judge or prestigious judge, then, um, then you can, you know, that's, like, that's almost, like, as important as where you went to law school, like, who you clerk for. It's a really big deal. Like, there are people that, that um, sometimes go on to, like, Supreme Court careers based on who they clerked for. Wow. Yeah. So, whoever it is he's clerking for is somebody awesome because mm-hmm. he's very excited. And he wants her to go to San Francisco with him this summer. Yeah. It could have been worse. He could have gone to Idaho. Right. Where they don't have good chimichangas, he says. So, she just agrees to go and doesn't say anything. Right. And I think at that point, she's like, I'm just going to do this and not tell him. Yep. Just a little sneaky abortion and it'll be all taken care of. But she talks to uh, Kelly again, who's mm-hmm. like, so did you tell him yet? And um, Kelly shames her. And then she's depressed in her dorm room and Brandon shows up. And she tells Brandon. <laughs> right. So now two people know before Jesse. Yeah. And he's like, if I were Jesse, I'd want to be sitting here uh, with instead you of me, instead right. of having me here. So Why don't you fucking tell Jesse, Andrea? You know it's the right thing to do. So she goes and she tells him. This was kind of a sweet scene, though. Yeah. Because she tells him 
And she's all like choked up and she was like, I wrote it on this note in case I didn't have the nerve to tell you. And she hands him the note, which just says, I am pregnant. (laughs) And she says in the whole way over here, I kept telling myself I would know how you feel about me by the first thing you do. And the first thing he did was hug her Mm -hmm. and like, you know, kiss her or whatever. And then he was like, oh, I thought you knew, you know. It was very, It was, this was decent. Was yeah. Like, even though this was a little more, like, saccharine and, like, a little soap opera-y, they, I think both actors handled it pretty well. Yeah. And this was a decently sweet moment. So, I mean, we'll see what happens next. We kind of know what's going to happen, but... All right. Yeah, they get married, right? I believe they're married. And she pops out a kid. No. Oh, she pops out a, a animal? They don't have the baby this season. They do? I don't remember. Yeah, because Kelly goes to her in her the hospital room where she's just given birth oh, and yeah. says, can I fuck Brandon? Yeah, that's so weird. And Andrea's like, yeah, go ahead. Go nuts. So weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't see anything yet between Brandon and Kelly, and I, there has not really ever been much of anything between Andrea and Brandon. I mean, there's been a little stuff, but to think you had to go ask permission from Andrea, who's just given birth to someone else's baby. And is married to them. Who, yeah, who is either married to them or at least, at the very least, says that she loves him. And is living with him. Right. I don't, yeah, I don't see anything that happens between now and then justifying that. Yeah, it's weird. But, whatever. I think that's more for the producers. <laughs> producers were like, we wanted them to get together from the beginning. We set it up this way, but now, you know, they're not going to, so ask the producer's permission. <laughs> so, I think that's about it. Am I forgetting anything? No. Wow. That's- I remembered everything. Yeah. Well, we just watched it yesterday, so that helps. <laughs> that does. But yeah, that's the episode for the week. Carol, tell uh, everybody more things you remember. So you can write us at latefee1994 at com. You can check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. And you can certainly tell all your friends. Yes. Tell them to listen to this show and every show that we ever do ever. Give them all the tapes. That's right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.